everyone. It's Melissa. And Desiree. Welcome to another episode of Teen Gen Talks, where the goal is to empower the youth of Glendale and connect youth to community resources, individuals, and organizations through interviews and discussions. Today's special guest is Kendra Jesse. Kendra is a Cree and Ukrainian woman from Sucker Creek First Nation in traditional Treaty 8 territory in Northern Alberta. As an indigenous woman, she uses her Instagram and TikTok platform to educate on indigenous culture and spread awareness on issues of indigenous communities, as well as inspire future generations. Kendra loves to share her culture through the art of dance as she is also a fancy shawl dancer. But before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at LAC. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple wherever you listen to your podcast. Also make sure to give us a like and subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel at Glendale Library Arts and Culture where we post full episodes every Friday at 4.30 p.m. So thank you, Kendra, for taking the time every day to talk with us. We have a lot to discuss. Awesome, thank you. I'm really excited and honored to be here with you guys today. Awesome, so to start off the interview, you have a bachelor's degree in sports management honors from Brock University. When did this passion for health and fitness begin? Um, this has kind of been since like I was a child. My parents uh, enrolled me in sports and they really, really encouraged and pushed that uh, like, like lifestyle on me. So I really um, have just been playing sports and I've been active. Uh, since I was a child and so it's just something that's been really passionate I enjoy and I just love both like the sport and just like the social aspect of like meeting new people so it's really been since I was like a young kid that it really kind of sparked that passion and then just as I got older too and started to learn more about my culture and kind of reconnect with that I really um, kind of reflected back on my experiences with sport and um, just being in spaces where it's like a health and wellness industry, um, I really realized the lack of like BIPOC and especially like Indigenous people. I was often the only Indigenous person or there was just like, there was very, just a huge lack of BIPOC with like coaches or like, you know, my teammates or trainers or just management even, just people who are involved in sports teams or just in the industries of sports and health and wellness and recreation. You are also a certified hockey coach how has that experience been? It's been really fun, actually. Um, it kind of got like a little bit like I haven't really been able to do much since COVID just because like um, just a lot of like the leagues are not really like going or there's just not much ice time or it's just like sports have kind of been that whole industry has really been rocked and kind of changed with COVID and just like the, you're not able to be like physically close. So it's been really, um, it's been interesting actually. I only got to coach uh, one season so far since I've been certified due to COVID, but it was really, really good. I actually got to coach in an indigenous community out in Ontario. It's um, the biggest community in all Canada. It's called Six Nations and they had their own minor hockey league. So I got to help coach out with that and it was just so much fun. They were um, they were peewee age, so it was like grade six and seven. They were really good. They were a really fun age. Like they were, they really still, um, they weren't at that age yet where they were like kind of too cool or like didn't want to like, get stuff. They still like kind of were really respectful and just thought I was really cool. So it was, it was lots of fun, honestly. I'm really looking forward to being able to coach more and especially with within Indigenous communities or working with youth. Um, one of my main goals actually is to coach for, it's called the National Aboriginal Hockey Championship. And 
um, they have like a men's and women's team and it's like an annual tournament that I got to grow up playing that. So I would love to kind of, you know, go full circle and be coaching that now. So we have a question from a local Glendale team named Clea. Her question is, um, what exactly got you into hockey? Definitely my dad. My dad um, loves hockey. He grew up playing hockey and he really um, just had a huge love and like passion for it. And since I was like a little girl, I've just been like, I remember being like skating and like having skates. I remember you like, um, you know, like your umbilical cord. Like my parents put mine in a hockey skate. <laughs> yeah, so definitely since I was young, like my dad really, really like loved hockey. And he just, I think too, realized um, just kind of that sport had the like ability to kind of help just build a lot of like different character development for like youth and just learn a lot of different um, just skills that'll be valuable. And especially it um, helps too with like staying out of trouble, like with partying or stuff like that and he was a cop also so I think we he real, uh, realized that also and you use Instagram and TikTok as some of the platforms where you educate on indigenous culture and also spread awareness to you what does it mean to be an influencer and to have a voice for your community so I feel like there's typically like a really kind of like negative or like cringy people are like oh like kind of connotation with like being an influencer but I don't know I never really like had a goal to be an influencer this was never something I like set out to kind of do it just like kind of was just me really like voicing my opinion or just how I felt on like certain issues or things that were going on within the community and it just kind of just sparked from there and then too just like seeing other like indigenous like kind of people on social media sharing more about their culture and stuff it really inspired me to do the same and it just kind of like went from there and for myself like I feel like so how I would define myself as like an influencer is just that like you know I have influence and I think that's because like I lead by example and like I live a lifestyle that's like you know in alignment with my words and like I just you know I lead by example more so than just uh, like you know on social media like mm-hmm. kind of talking and stuff like that and you know posting a lot I really I think it's more so about leading by example which is why I think I can be classified as like an influencer and Kalia's second question is, are you thankful to platforms such as TikTok and Instagram since one can now reach a larger audience and spread a bigger message? Yes, definitely. I think we've seen like a huge kind of shift and change happen with within these apps. Like it's really, people have kind of realized like the, the reach and the ability that they have if they, you know, have a short, a story to share or, you know, if they have something they want to speak up on, like, you know, there's a lot of power that, is in your voice and like you know social media can really help your your voice to reach a huge wide audience and really I think kind of we've really seen like the native community really be uplifted and amplified in like more recent years due to these like apps because people are you know finally realizing and seeing like you know we're still here we're not people of the past it's not you know we're not in like the past history like we're still here we're current we're you know modern people now and like you know just being able to share our culture and like to like storytelling is like such a like important aspect in indigenous culture and honestly i feel like these apps are just a place for us to like share our stories like even just like sharing you know a video of me dancing like that is like storytelling in itself you know like there's a story 
within the dance, like, you know, there's a story within the movements, like the style of dance, the song and like, you know, the outfit. So really, I think um, indigenous people have really been able to thrive on these apps and like really have their content be reached just because like we are like natural storytellers. So like just these apps is just like a modern way of storytelling for us really, I feel. So between TikTok and Instagram, is there one that you prefer? Um, that was kind of hard. I feel like Instagram, I don't know why. I just feel like I have more of a like personal connection to like my Instagram followers. And I feel like TikTok's like more recent too. I've had my Instagram now for like several, like several years now. And so it's like, you know, I have people on there that it's like I'm really connected with. And I just feel like TikTok is like, I don't know, TikTok is just like more really modern and new I had such a hard time like figuring out how to edit like videos at first like it was it was not for me I didn't even like I think honestly I just started like TikTok like just a little over a year ago like just like last September is when I kind of like got onto it I think like I made a um I collabed with like Notorious Cree and then like he was kind of teaching me how to like use the app and I he was like you should try like just do like a transition on your own and so I, yeah, I did that. And then from there, it kind of just went off. But definitely, I think I prefer Instagram. I feel like it's, like, easier to go viral on TikTok. But, like, I feel like I have more of, like, a connection to my followers on Instagram. And I feel like I just, I feel like I have people, I don't know, I just, like, I know them more. It's just, or it's just more personal for me, definitely, on Instagram. And you are also a fancy shawl dancer. If you can talk a bit more about your dancing experience and how you express your culture through the art of dance. Yeah, so I actually, um, so I grew up doing like kind of contemporary styles of dance, like jazz and ballet and stuff like that. So I, I didn't get to grow up powwow dancing or being in that power circle or growing up with that culture. And so it wasn't until I was uh, an adult, this was about three years ago now, I started fancy shawl dancing and it was, um, there was a woman who she was offering uh, like classes um, in like our home community, like in Northern Alberta. And I like was telling my mom, I was like, oh, you should like put like my younger sister Lexi in it. And then um, like the instructor was like asking, oh, like does like, do I wanna like, did she ask my mom like if I wanted to learn too? And I was kind of like, oh, like, I don't know, like, you know, kind of like just got like kind of like shy. Like I was like, oh, like I, I didn't grow up doing that, you know, or like, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of like old. But yeah, I just ended up kind of like just learning because, you know, I was encouraging my sister to do it. So I'm like, if why would I say no if I'm like, you know, I wouldn't be a really good example if I'm saying no and telling her to do it. So I decided, yeah, to just learn. And from there, like really just kind of everything just fell into place. Like I really... It was around the time too I wanted to start quit like uh quit drinking alcohol and so um both of them kind of just really fit hand in hand because with powwow um they're typically like they're supposed to be like a drug and alcohol free environment and they take place on weekends so it was kind of just something that you know like powwow really was just able to when I wanted to quit that habit of drinking, it was able, like, I knew I needed to kind of fill it with, like, a different habit or a different mm -hmm. hobby. And definitely, like, you know, drinking and partying, going to the clubs and stuff can be something that, like, it's, it gets to be a hobby, you know, you're going out every weekend, and it's taking a lot of your time. And so powwow really was just a way to kind of just help me to, you know, just better myself and heal and make those changes and, you know, um, in my life that I wanted. And, 
So I started, yeah, I learned about three years ago and I had a couple mentors that I, you know, I kind of offered protocol. I wanted to learn. I wanted to get an outfit made. And so I had a lot of really amazing women that helped me to kind of get an outfit together, to learn the songs and just learn a bit more about the teachings of powwow. And so, yeah, it was definitely a lot of the, the women, the matrix in my life that helped me on that journey to be where I am today. And then as I, you know, got in the powwow circle and I started to meet more people and just like learn more about the dances and stuff. I, there was so many like women's fancy shawl dancers that just really like inspired me. Like it's like for myself, like when I first started, it was so healing for me to to dance. Like it was really, really healing to be connected to my culture in that way and to just start reclaiming and relearning the ways of my ancestors and then when I started to like see some of these dancers like these women's fancy shop dancers who like been dancing since they were like little like tiny tots like little kids like it's so healing to watch them like they're so beautiful and graceful and it's like whoa like it's like they're not even like human like, <laughs> like <laughs> so like they just move so beautifully and gracefully and so it's really like really really inspiring too like it's just such good medicine to be able to dance and to also like watch and then just also too like the power circle has just introduced me to so many like amazing mentors and just like really really special people to me now it's like introduced me to my ceremony family who is uh down in southern in southern alberta and it's you know it's introduced me to my partner so um just that my journey with dancing and just like learning and getting to meet people has been just so special and just so like vital to I think like my healing journey and just really like reclaiming my identity and it's really just helped me like find myself because before I was on a path where I felt really like lost and confused and I didn't feel like I had a purpose here I didn't know what I was doing but definitely dance really really helped me in so many ways. So you're also a model. Have you worked with various brands like Cheekbone Beauty? What has your experience been like in the modeling world? Yeah, so it's been really, really fun. How I got started with modeling actually was kind of like really random. Like um, I was like a little girl kind of was like, you know, this always like, I feel like a lot of little girls are like, oh, I want to be a model or I want to be a singer or like an <laughs> actor. I always like kind of was like, oh, I want to be a model. But I was like such a shy little girl and I was like not confident in myself at all so that was like never something I would like ever voice but it was always like something you know deep down in my head in my heart I'm like oh I would love to be a model you know like um but yeah definitely like not something I ever like saw myself doing and definitely like I always like heard like you know you have to like start when you're really young and stuff so it's kind of just something that it like you know it was like kind of like whatever just like a little dream that I like kind of like always like never really got to like live out but it wasn't until I think I was like 19 or 20 um it was a she was a she's a student at a school in Edmonton um it was she was in a photography program and she needed a model for one of her projects and so she reached out to me and I was like okay like this could be cool you know like I was just like recently single from like a like three-year relationship so I was like this could be cool like you know I'll try something new and so yeah I went and did it and it was like really really fun and then um, when she had to like present her project like a bunch of her classmates and like teachers ended up like wanting to work with me and then just from there really built like a network within Edmonton and then even just in Alberta and just started to do like more kind of work like collabing with different like artists like in the city and like the province and then when I moved to Ontario it was kind of like the, so the woman who owns Cheekbone Beauty actually lived in the same city that I was going to school in. So it was like such a small world. So like she had reached out to me to be a brand ambassador. 
and then when she realized like I lived in the same city she was like oh you have to like model for me like stuff like that so yeah I just kind of like went from there it was just like nice we were like close so it was easy to be connected and like we just had a really good um relationship she was kind of like an uh, like an auntie to me it was nice like getting to like go with her and just being connected to different indigenous people like within Canada also so definitely yeah, I worked with Chico now and then different just different opportunities and different indigenous brands have reached out since then too I worked with like section 35 which is based out of Vancouver but he's like a artist from um, a community actually really close to where I live in Alberta and then there was also like a Arcterics and a Chief's Daughter collab that I got to model for, which was like really, really cool. Um, so yeah, it's just been really, really like fun. I think that's what I like about modeling is just kind of like building that community and like just building a connection and network of like, like-minded people and just different artists who are doing like so many like different cool things. That's awesome. And as a person who has a platform and uses it to educate others, you become an inspiration to others who watch your content. Um, Kalia wants to know if you have ever met someone who has inspired you. If so, what did it feel like? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I've met a lot of people who inspire me, honestly. Like, I feel like a lot of them are kind of just like, not so much like people who like have like a large following on social media, but really just kind of like, honestly, just like elders or people in the community or people who, you know, have survived residential schools. And just those people to me are just like, you know, kind of like everyday heroes. And those are people like, I feel like I can really relate to, you know, like, yeah, maybe I have followers and stuff, but I still like, I don't know, I don't put myself above anyone. I still feel like I'm just like, kind of like a regular everyday person. Like when people are like, kind of excited to meet me, I'm kind of like, Oh, I'm always kind of like, whoa, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, I'm like, people like, I mean, it's, it's just like cool to like experience that, like people like being like excited to meet me. But yeah, definitely. I feel like just like people who are, yeah, like just elders and like knowledge keepers and people who really have like, kept, like, you know, kept the culture alive are people that really like inspire me and that are people that excite me, especially like people who are young, like my ceremony family like I have like you know there's people like um just some of my ceremony family like they're younger than me and it's like they they really are like you know they're learning songs they're doing ceremony they're you know going to powwows and they're dancing and they're learning their language so it's really really just inspiring to see people who are like just like keeping the culture alive definitely for myself Before we end, we have some rapid fire questions to ask. The first question is, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is yellow or brown. What is something that you have been proud to say that you have accomplished? Um, I would say that I ran a full marathon. What is some advice that you wish you would have known when you were younger? Um, that life is meant to be hard. It's not meant to be easy. Um, just embrace the struggles. If you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? Um, to like time travel, like go back in time. I would love to go back to like see what my ancestors were doing pre-contact. <laughs> if you could have three people dead or alive for dinner, who would it be? Uh, like definitely some of my ancestors from like back in the day. What is the song that you have on repeat currently? Um, honestly, like anything by like Northern Free, they're like my favorite um, indigenous drum group. 
What is a book that you have recently read or are currently reading that you would recommend? Um, 21 Things You May Not Know About the Indian Act by Bob Joseph. It's a really, really good read. It breaks down the Indian Act. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. We learned a lot about you. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to sit down with us and talk. Can you let everyone at home know about any upcoming projects and where they could connect with you? Um, for projects, I'm not really sure what I have going on right now, but you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Kendra Jesse. And yeah, that's about it. But thank you so much, ladies. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. And I really, really appreciate our conversation today. Mm -hmm.